Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through Sunday, July 31st, the last day of July, and we're home from Lake Placid. We both got home on Saturday um, after a great few days in Lake Placid. Um, We're not going to talk too much about Lake Placid here, so if you want to hear what it was like um, in Lake Placid and about the event, check out our special episode. Daphne and I had fun recording our very first in-person episode, and we talked all about Lake Placid from, you know, the new changes to um, just being back to the competition. So check it out. We'll put a link to that special episode in our show notes. And if you're planning to attend the U.S. Classic that's taking place in Lake Placid, you may want to listen to our episode because we talk a little bit about the construction and how things are set up, and you may find that valuable. Mm -hmm. So moving on, um, you know, last week wasn't just the Lake Placid Ice Dance Championships. There were a couple other events going on, so we will go to our event results segment. Uh, Glacier Falls took place July 27th through the 31st in Anaheim, California. It is the third national qualifying series event for singles and pairs. Um, The high-performance singles camp took place today in Anaheim. But the competition in the women's event, um, Star Andrews competed her short program to Dancing with the Devil by Demi Lovato. She was only planning to do the short program, so she withdrew um, after the short program and did not compete the free skate. Also in the senior women's event, Sonia Helmer won with a per- with personal best scores in the free skate and overall. Hannah Harrell was second. Elena Budko held on for third, just ahead of Claire Seo, who came back from 13th in the short program to place second in the free skate for fourth overall. Now, there was a live stream, so one of our friends told us what was going on there um, because we were busy in Lake Placid, so we did not see this competition. Um, Daphne, you want to talk about the senior men? Yes, Tomoki Hiwatashi won the senior men's event. After an eighth place finish in the short program, he ran, he rebounded to finish first. Stephen Gogolev of Canada competed in the short program only. Again, we'll have a link to these results in our show notes. In pairs, Sonia Barham and Daniel Tementsev were the only ones in the senior pairs event. They'll make their JGP debut this season. And in junior pairs, Timmy Chapman debuted his partnership with Ellie Koratek, and they finished first in the Junior Pairs event. Um, Also taking place this week was the DuPage Open, which is a national qualifying event for singles. Um, It took place in Evanston, Illinois, and we will put a link to those results in our show notes as well. Something new, U.S. Figure Skating has added a competition central page for the national qualifying series, and we plan to add a link to that in the show notes as well. So let's move on to our general skating news. The ISU posted the entries for the first Junior Grand Prix event in Courcheville, France, 
Reminder, this event does not have pairs. For the U.S., Eliana and Ethan Peel, Vanessa Pham, and Jonathan Rogers. This is their first JGP event ever. In men, Lucius Kazanecki and Michael G. Both JGP debuts as well. And for women, uh, Claire Seo, who we mentioned a few minutes ago, will be competing. She was on the circuit last year. And Sarah Everhard will also be competing in Courcheval, and this is a JGP debut for her as well. Uh, Canada is going to be sending some newbies this year too. David Lee will be making his debut on the JGP series. In dance, Layla Vayon and Alexander Brandeis will also be competing in their first events. Leah Pereira, who is women's singles, and Chima Ben Khalifa and Everest Jew are returning to the JGP series for the second year. Something else that I found about this, Gina, that I thought was kind of interesting is that uh, there's another Lindfors in Finland. So oh. Matthias Lindfors, his three older sisters, Monica, Vivica, and Fanny are competitive figure skaters as well. Matthias is going to be competing on the JGP series. This is his first season. So he's also making his huh. debut. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. I did not know. Yeah, figure skating family. <laughs> <laughs> Skate Canada has announced their 2022-23 national team. In their press release that came out last week, they listed all of the skaters who are part of that team. This is one of the biggest teams that they've ever had. And all of the skaters and teams have at least one ISU Grand Prix assignment. Usually they might include like maybe the top five skaters at the previous year's nationals. But this year it's really big. So I'm excited for those skaters, especially the ones that are going to go out on the Grand Prix series for the first time. Yeah. So the Ice Academy of Montreal officially announced Madison Hubble is now part of their coaching team in London, Ontario. She's going to be joining her fiancé, um, Adrian Diaz, along with Scott Moyer. We saw Madison last <laughs> week in Lake Placid making her coaching debut, and she and Adrian seemed real chill at the boards. They did. Yeah, it was definitely different, I think, uh, for me. She was competing at the first Lake Placid I ever went to back in oh. 2003. It's cool to see her at the boards and continuing to give back to the sport because I think she has a lot in all of the experiences she's had. There's a lot for her and Adrian to offer, so mm -hmm. I'm excited for the teams that are in London. Now, Anne did kind of get a chance to talk with Madison and Adrian about being coaches in Lake Placid, and we put up a quote with each of them on the IDC's um, Instagram page. We'll put a link to that in our show notes if you want to hear or read, I should say, what they thought about coaching, um, you know, and what the experience is like being on the other side of the board. So, um, yeah, we'll check it out. But they were both very relaxed, looked like they were just having a good time. Um, I talked about it in our special episode, how they were coming up to us at the IDC uh, section where we were all hanging out and they were just, you know, talking and having a good time, just enjoying the experience, 
having a different sort of pressure um, as coaches instead of competitors. But yeah, it was great seeing them and wishing them both the best of luck in their new roles as coaches with IM. The ISU announced on July 29th that the 5th Junior Grand Prix has been moved from Grenoble, France to Gdansk, Poland. Gdansk will now host back-to-back events that include pairs, September 28th through October 1st and October 5th through the 8th. So that was an um that came out while we were in Lake Placid that you know Poland will now have two Junior Grand Prix events. It's interesting because we were in Lake Placid last week. We were kind of in a bubble, but we still we were able to keep up with all the news that was going on, and we'd often share amongst ourselves, like talking about, "Well, did you see this? Did you see this?" It was a lot of fun. We didn't have to send a text to each no. other. We could just no. tell each other, hey, did you see that? Did you get that email? Yeah, That was exactly. fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. U.S. Figure Skating this week posted that it shattered its membership record for the 2021-2022 season with a total membership of 222,890. The 2021-2022 membership cycle marks the highest membership total in the organization's 100-year history. Now, U.S. Figure Skating did some features on some of the clubs. I saw one of their articles was with some of the newer clubs in Texas and Florida and Arizona. You know, the areas we really don't think figure skating because they're so warm, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So we will put a link in our show notes to some of the articles that U.S. Figure Skating did about their membership record. But that's a great accomplishment. Oh, my God, to just think there are 222,000 skaters in the United States. So it means our sport is growing. Um, sometimes we don't think it is because, you know, people aren't necessarily watching or they don't know all the top skaters. But there's a lot of skaters, so that means there are a lot of, you know, skaters or there are a lot of people interested in skating. I think it's great that we have that many skaters in the pipeline. Yeah, and I think a lot of it has to do, too, with the Olympics. I think maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, some people were watching the Olympics and said, hey, I want to try that, I want to do that, and decided to, you know, get involved and take, you know, lessons, join um, U.S. figure skating and, you know, and all that. So um, sometimes I think uh, the Olympics helps out our the interest of the sport as well. So hopefully it'll just because, you know, we don't have an Olympics um, this year and we don't have one for another four years, maybe hopefully it will um, continue, not just, you know, just because of the Olympics. I like to think that there were little kids running around saying, mommy, I'm mommy. I want to do that. Yep. Someone (laughs) was saying, I want to be the next Nathan Chen. Yep. I can imagine there are skaters that do that, and I've done so many interviews over the years, and that's been the thing. I was watching the Olympics, and I decided I wanted to do that. Never underestimate the power of watching a skater on TV, because that can encourage the next generation. So we have a couple of articles that I saw out there this week. Golden Skate has an article with Ukrainian ice dancers. Maria Holopsova and Kirill Bielabrov, who are now training at IM through the end of the summer. Pascal Denis 
uh, invited them when he saw them at the 2022 Europeans. They talk a bit about their new programs and that the funding in their federation is very limited. It's a really um, interesting article, but they share a bit more about what's been going on since um, the war between Russia and Ukraine started. So I'm glad that they've landed in a safe spot and are, you know, working for the next season. Yeah. So Anything GOE posted an interview with Swedish skater Josephine Talegard, where she talks about her final competition of the season, which was Swedish Nationals, took place in April. We always think of Nationals taking place in like December, January, but Swedish Nationals were were late. And she also has this very cool internship with Warner Brothers. So if you want to learn more about that or about what the Ukrainian ice dancers are up to, be sure to check out our show notes. We have links to those articles. Let's move on to our social media updates. Yuna Kim is engaged to Ko Woo Rim of the South Korean group Forestella. Kim and Woo Rim have been in a relationship for about three years. They plan to hold a private wedding ceremony for close friends and family in October of 22. Who knew? I know. Congratulations <laughs> uh, and best wishes for the future. Yeah. In other news, love is still in the air. <laughs> Kavita Lorenz, who, of course, is a 2018 Olympian. She skated with Joti Polozowakis for Germany. Wed Davida Stagniunas, who is also an Olympian, in Berlin. There are photos on her Instagram it was actually Isabella Tobias Lights who performed the wedding ceremony. She, of course, is David S.'s partner. They skated for Lithuania. They were married a few weeks ago, so congratulations to the happy couple. So Jyoti is coming back to skating, and Kavita gets married. That's, you know, great news. Yeah. Well, some unfortunate news, but things are looking up. Molly Sesnick recently posted on her Instagram page that she had emergency surgery for acute appendicitis. So that meant, unfortunately, she was not able to um, be in Lake Placid with her partner, Yegor Yegorov. Um, and, you know, but she's doing well. She is feeling better and um, we hope to see them very soon. They do have a Grand Prix in, in Canada, Skate Canada. So hopefully we'll be seeing Molly and Igor soon competing. They were definitely missed amongst all of the ice dancers in Lake Placid this week, but we're glad to see Molly is doing well. And Audrey Liu mentioned via an, her Instagram story that she uploaded her U.S. Collegiate Championship silver medal winning programs on her YouTube channel, and she's only recently begin, begun sharing videos there um, after several years. I guess she's had the YouTube channel, and she was posting videos, and now she's been posting more videos. So if you wanted to see her um, kind of compete as a single skater, which we haven't seen her do um, in the past couple of years because she's been skating with Misha, um, you can check out her YouTube channel. We'll put a link in our show notes. Speaking of YouTube, too, um, Eva Pate and Logan by their programs from Lake Placid also were uploaded to YouTube. I believe it was to Eva's um, mother's um, 
YouTube channel. So we'll put that in a link in our show notes as well, because I know everyone was a little disappointed that there was no live stream in Lake Placid. So you can check out their rhythm dance and their river dance free dance. Yeah. A lot of folks were upset about the lack of a live stream. But if you listen to Gina and I talking about the event, you'll learn the construction with everything going on. We were just very lucky that this competition was able to be held. Um, there, they, there was a lot of change yes, uh, just yes. to be able to do it and a lot of construction going on. So I'm thinking next year we're going to see a very different... Yeah. We're going to have a very different experience than what yeah. we had this year. So... I don't think they could have had live streaming just with we were only in a small section of the arena. I mean, yeah, obviously they used the whole ice, but we were only allowed on one side of the arena. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the skaters couldn't even find where the official photographer was because the official photographer for the event wasn't in the 1980 rink they were over in the 1932. They were taking photos in the 1980 rink, but their their table was over at 1932. So I just could, you know, there was just, it wouldn't have worked having no. live streaming. Um, so maybe next year. We mentioned this in the podcast. There was yeah. no direct walking way to walk inside. Normally their, their rinks are connected and you just walk down past some offices and in, through a hallway that wasn't the case this time and we um actually were answering a lot of questions because of where (laughs) we set up a lot of folks stopped by to ask questions about where's the official photographer and what time does the event start and do you know uh do you have information on the internet like lots of different questions and Mm -hmm. we tried to help people as much as we could yeah. Um, it was just a very different experience. The skaters yeah. were warming up right behind us, which normally they're running all the way around the rink. And they yeah, do there's that. a process. Yeah. yeah, there's a process in yep. Lake Placid. It was just yeah. different. So I'm yeah. thinking next year we're going to have a totally different experience and it might be similar to what it had been in the past. Yeah. But the videographer also was not located. Yeah. I mean, they were recording the competition so that people could buy videos. But they were not um, selling in the 1980 arena. All of that was over in the 32. Yeah, and I think about it. The one day I was having a hard time with the Wi-Fi. And I c- could just imagine if they tried to live stream. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get on Wi-Fi. Everybody else was seeming to be okay getting on Wi-Fi. But we were using the public Wi-Fi. There was no special Wi-Fi set up. Now, there could have been if they did have a lot. You know, we're planning to live stream. But... You know, everybody was basically using the one Wi-Fi and, you know, with construction going on, it was hit. Sometimes it was hit or miss. And one day for me, it was a miss. I couldn't get on for a little bit in the morning and then I eventually got on. So, yeah. So, but again, as Daphne said, it'll be a totally different experience. I'm not sure that's going to be the experience by the time the U.S. Classic comes. Again, you may want to listen to our podcast about all of Lake Placid if you're planning to go to the U.S. Classic because it's a month away and I don't think they're going to be done. There's just no way. they're definitely not. (laughs) I've heard that they will be done in the early winter, 
in time for the Winter University Games, but that um, is the timeline. So I don't expect big changes by the time of the U.S. Classic. So let's move on to upcoming events for the week. This next week is packed. Wow, it is busy. <laughs> Lots of qualifying <laughs> events, national qualifying series um, events. I think most of these are part of it. Um, yeah. We're going to start with the Philadelphia Summer Championships. It's what used to be called Liberty, August 3rd through the 7th. It's taking place in Aston, Pennsylvania. It's a national qualifying series event for singles and pairs. It's also an ISU international competition for junior and senior in singles. Uh, Robin is planning to be on site, so FSO will be posting some photos from that competition. Yep. Uh, Quebec Summer Championships will take place in Pierrefonds in Quebec from August 4th through the 7th. Canada is providing a free live stream. Links will be um, all of the information, again, as usual, we'll be posting in our show notes to make it easier for you. And National Showcase competition will take place in Wesley Chapel, Florida, and Melanie, who was just with us in Lake Placid, <laughs> got a quick one-day turnaround back at home, and uh, we'll be heading to Florida for National Showcase. Yeah. Um, on the West Coast, Silicon Valley Open is a national qualifying series event for ice dance. It takes place in San Jose, California, August 5th through the 6th. Cup of Colorado is a singles and pairs competition that is part of the National Qualifying Series. It is taking place in Highland Ranch, Colorado, August 5th through the 7th. And the Scott Hamilton Invitational is a singles competition that's also part of the National Qualifying Series. A lot going on. August yes. 5th through the 7th <laughs> in Nashville, Tennessee. So there's a lot of events going on this week. It's a busy week. A lot of skaters will be heading to one of these competitions. I don't know if a lot of the ice dancers that are were in Lake Placid were planning to be in Silicon Valley this week. I was talking to a few, and I think they were skipping Silicon Valley for another qualifying event coming up in a few weeks. Yeah, Gina, I talked to a couple of competitors who are planning to go to the Onyx competition in Rochester Hills, Michigan. I'm not sure who's going to Silicon Valley Open. I do believe that there are some teams from Colorado that plan to be there. So, Yeah, maybe we might see the new partnership. We might. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Yes, you can find us on our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. Also, you can check us out on our social media, Twitter, at this WK in skating and then Facebook and Instagram it's this week in skating so if you are not following us on social media please do we love to have you follow us um, but then also if you have any feedback or any questions um, you want to ask us some questions about Lake Placid or you're heading to any of these competitions this week we'd like to know if anybody is going to any of these other than Robin and Melanie um, <laughs> you can reach out to us on social media or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com we do have some interviews we are planning we did make a lot of um, contacts with some you know, skaters and coaches in um, Lake Placid, and we've been 
got some ideas from people. And so things are coming along um, down the pipeline here. So, um, but if you have any ideas or you have any feedback from us, if you listen to our Lake Placid episode and you want to, you know, share your thoughts, um, if you were there in Lake Placid, um, reach out to us via email and social media. We'd love to hear from you. We definitely would. And we really appreciate support we've received via email and social media. This week in the IDC FSO Spotlight, we're sharing an interview by Mora that talks with Chalk and Bates as they are preparing for their new season of skating and the second season of their podcast, which is called Unlaced. I'm excited that they're going to continue that because I think it's a lot of fun to listen to what they're up to and um, how things go. So Yeah. This was part of Mara's podcast series that she did during the pandemic. She talked to some skaters who had podcasts. And so this was um, a continuation of that series. She wanted to talk to Chalk and Bates about their podcast. And then, of course, about everything else they've been doing, um, you know, with their traveling for Stars on Ice and the ice, because they're currently in the ice in Japan right now and the ISU congress and their upcoming season the engagement there's a lot in that (laughs) article so definitely check it out we'll put a link in our show notes yes and with that we've come to the end of another great podcast it's kind of strange because we podcasted twice in three days (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of grateful this is a lighter news week because um yeah, podcasting is so much fun, but it also takes a lot of prep work. Mm-hmm. So we did yeah, have a so little- we thank our people behind the scenes. We had some people help us out this week while we were busy in Lake Placid. They helped us gather some of the news that was going on. I mean, we were on social media. We were checking things out, but there were some people that were, you know, giving us a little nudge and stuff. So we just want to thank them for helping us out this week. And Yes. Um, it was a pr- definitely appreciated. Yeah, it definitely helped a lot because we, we really didn't have time while we were in Lake Placid. Gina and I had these amazing dreams of all the things we were going to do. <laughs> and one thing I forgot about Lake Placid is, is it just goes so fast and you're so busy that there's just no time for anything extra. Even when you get back to the house at the end of the day... You're exhausted. You're exhausted and you're catching up on things. So we just couldn't, it just wasn't possible. And like Placid, like I mentioned in the, in the podcast episode that we did, used to be a five day event and now it's three. So it's much different. It's more compact. So it, it takes, it's go, go, go most of the time. So... Thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate you as always. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And you've been listening to This Week in Skating. Have a great week! <laughs>